Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm here to share an incredible work with you. Just a quick reminder before we get started. All sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on our Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. This week's episode is going to cover one of the most recognizable images in the history of Western art, The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci. Considered a Renaissance man, da Vinci pushed the boundaries of religion, art, and perspective in this piece. It is a miracle that it survived Leonardo's experimentation, wars, and the ravages of time. Today, The Last Supper is at the center of a historical controversy. I'm going to discuss all of this today's episode, so keep on listening to find out more. Before I dive into this work, I think that it's important to explain the story of the Last Supper. It can be found in all four of the Gospels, Matthew 26, 17 through 30, Mark 14, 12 through 26, Luke 22, 7 through 39, and John 13, 1 through 17, 26. At this meal, Jesus revealed to his disciples that one of them would betray him. To illustrate his point, Jesus breaks bread and drinks wine with his followers. This is an extremely important moment across the Christian faith, as it is the foundation for communion. It can almost be considered the calm before the storm. Leonardo da Vinci painted his version of the Last Supper in 1495. It takes up an entire wall, measuring at 23.3 feet by 29.2 feet. Christ is at the center, as expected. His disciples ran out around him in various shades of shock over the news that he just revealed. Some look confused and sad, while others look angry and ready to fight. There are a few interesting details that Leonardo added to this work. Firstly, he chose to have the scene take place in a traditional Renaissance-era room, as opposed to a first-century Jewish home. This would have placed a viewer closer to the event. Secondly, if you look closely, you will see that Christ and Judas are reaching for the same bowl. This is a clever moment orchestrated by da Vinci to show the viewer that Judas was the one that would betray Jesus. In works by other artists, Judas was usually separated by the group by sitting on the other side of the table, but Leonardo crams all the figures onto the same side, so he needed a new way to show the betrayal. The reason he chose to place everyone on one side of the table was to create a line of demarcation between the viewer and the divine. Finally, look closely at Jesus' hands. One reaches for a cup of wine and the other the bread. This was Leonardo showing us that Christ was inventing communion at this moment. He is about to break the bread and drink the wine, symbolizing his broken body and spilled blood when he would go on the cross the very next day. The Last Supper is located in the Church of Santa Maria della Grazie in Milan, Italy. There is also a Dominican convent attached to the church, and its dining hall is where da Vinci painted this piece. It was quite common during this period in history to have paintings of the Last Supper in the cafeteria of monasteries and convents so that monks and nuns could feel like they were a part of the holy meal. Art historians believe that the work itself was commissioned by Ludovico Sforza, the Duke of Milan. He was Leonardo's patron and ordered the remodel of the church to serve as a family mausoleum. In 1980, UNESCO designated the Church of Santa Maria della Grazie as a World Heritage Site. This is because, and this is a direct quote from their website because I think it captures the Last Supper perfectly. Quote, the Last Supper is a timeless and unique artistic achievement of outstanding universal value. This work has highly influenced not only the development of one iconographic theme, but also the entire development of painting. 
Heidenreich wrote about the superdimension of its painted bodies in relation to space. It is one of the first classic paintings that focus on a precise and very short moment of time instead of a long one. After five centuries, The Last Supper is one of the most reproduced and copied paintings and its creation in 1495 to 1497 is to have heralded a new phase in the history of art. Quote, I couldn't have said it better myself. Next, I'm going to discuss Leonardo and his innovations. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from my sponsors. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's dive into the life of Leonardo da Vinci. He was born on April 15, 1452, in Vinci, Italy, then a part of the Republic of Florence. His father, Piero da Vinci, was a notary, and his mother, Caterina, was a farm girl. However, they were not married, making Leonardo illegitimate. Despite this, his father paid for him to be educated. When Leonardo was 15 years old, his father used his connections to get him an apprenticeship with artist Andrea del Verrocchio. This was a big deal as Verrocchio was one of the leading artists of the early Renaissance period. Less than five years later, Leonardo was accepted into the Painters Guild in his own right. By 1481, he was working on his own, traveling to the courts of Florence, Milan, and France. His work was sought after by the highest ranking members of society as well as churches. However, Leonardo refused to be pigeonholed into a single profession. His mind was always at work. He wanted to push the boundaries of what humans could achieve by studying science and creating inventions. Today, we can see some of that in his notebooks. They are filled with drawings and writings about his observations of the world. Sadly, Leonardo da Vinci died on May 2nd, 1519. Who knows what he could have invented if he had lived longer. As a part of his studies, Leonardo decided to experiment with a new painting technique while creating the Last Supper. Typically, fresco would be used for a wall, it was durable and relatively easy to work with. If you listen to my episode on Pompeii, you'll get the picture. No pun intended. We still have that paint from over 2,000 years ago. Fresco paintings were made with tempera paint, pigment mixed with egg, and then applied to wet plaster. But Leonardo preferred to work with oil paints. They gave him more control over pigment and details. However, oil paint didn't want to mix with the wet plaster, so Leonardo had to get creative. Instead of a traditional fresco method, he chose to paint on dry plaster. Unlike some of his other innovations, this was not a good decision. The dry plaster was just simply not a good medium. The work actually started to crumble away during da Vinci's own lifetime. It's only through the impressive work of restoration that this painting has lasted long enough for us to joy in the modern era. Nearly every century, some sort of work was being done on this piece. It was almost completely destroyed in World War II. Allied bombings in the area threatened the church, so dozens of sandbags were propped up against the work to stabilize the wall. 
Thankfully, their plan worked and the work was saved. Between 1979 and 1999, the largest restoration took place. New technologies such as x-rays were used to get to the root of each and every problem. I like to think that Leonardo would have been proud of this scientific innovation. Speaking of innovation, there is one more point I'd like to bring up that highlights Leonardo's genius. Although he wasn't the first artist to use a vanishing point, he truly utilized it to create depth and perspective in this work. In case you don't know what a vanishing point is, it's basically the point in a work where all the lines converge. It creates a sense of three-dimensionality and balance. If you look at the Last Supper, you will notice that the vanishing point is directly at Christ's head. The choice is twofold. Naturally, it creates three-dimensionality that Leonardo needed, but it also makes Christ the center of the work. The viewer's eye is therefore drawn to him and the sacrifice that he made for humanity. Before I wrap up this episode, I think it would be fun to explore the conspiracy theories surrounding the Last Supper. As some of you may know, Dan Brown used this piece as evidence in his hit novel, The Da Vinci Code. He claimed, as many others before him, that it was not St. John to Jesus' right, but instead his wife, Mary Magdalene. Brown, speaking as one of his characters, said that Da Vinci was a member of the Priory of Sion, a group dedicated to keeping the descendants of this marriage a secret from the rest of humanity. Personally, I don't put a lot of stock into this conspiracy, but I always enjoy a good history mystery and thought it would be fun to share. The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci is one of the most important works in the history of art. Not only does it demonstrate ideas such as rationality and balance, but it shows that he was an artist unafraid to push the boundaries of art and science. Make sure to tune in next week when I talk about another work by another Renaissance genius, David by Michelangelo. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history for updates and keep an eye out for our next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform.